0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Hey, you guys! Welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. I did leave that music going for a little bit longer. Princess Leia's theme by John Williams. So we are here to celebrate and and commiserate each other as as a as a community, as a Star Wars family about the passing of Carrie Fisher, a character that the character of Princess Leia, it just means so much to so many people. I know I I tweeted this out before. I thank Carrie Fisher for teaching a five-year-old boy that girls were pretty awesome and they could be, and they must be taken as much. And, I only sort of thought about that when I was, I was talking to my wife, Jacqueline, earlier today. She obviously knew I was going to be very upset, so she gave me a call. And yeah, it, it, it sort of dawned on me in the conversation at, at how the Princess Leia character sort of shaped my view of females as, as a very young boy in, in quite a, a positive way you know, as Star Wars fans we celebrate the, the positive role models of of, of Daisy Ridley's Ray and uh Felicity Jones's Jin Erso, but I think Carrie Fisher's betrayal and I'm not sure if anyone could do it quite like Carrie Fisher. In fact I would say definitely not. You know, it 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 shaped generations. It it inspired women and, and young girls and, and, and for boys like me it said, keep up the hell out of the way. Now, the woman, Carrie Fisher, and we're just so, so lucky that we had The Force Awakens to enjoy Carrie Fisher once more. Not so much, and I don't mean, I, and, and like, you know, on the screen, she was great, but just to get Carrie Fisher back like in the spotlight, being Carrie Fisher, keeping, you know, PR assistants on their toes, making morning television hosts gasp with her frank humour, which I very much appreciated. And it's interesting. We love these characters so much that it is when the actor behind the character lives up to and exceeds the expectations of the fan is when icons are made. And could have she done a better job? I don't think she could have. Whether it was uh, to inspire women, to empower those that have mental health issues or um, substance abuse issues. She was there to open herself to the world to her struggle, which, of course, allowed others to know that they were not alone, which is so important. I have no co-host today. I, I put the word out that if anyone wanted to call in and take part, I would appreciate it and hopefully together we can get some good stuff done and, you know, be sad but be happy at the same time. People mourn in different ways. You know, sometimes we see something on on Twitter or on Instagram or something, and and maybe, you know, just maybe someone's plugging something that they did with Carrie Fisher, and you might think it's taking advantage of the situation. Well, they're probably really upset as well, and they're just expressing themselves. So I, I this is I just ask, we we can get a bit nitpicky and finger pointy in the fan community. And I think we're all hurting. We're all dealing with stuff in different ways. And I I think for the next few days, let's just give some people a pass. huh? Let's not bring any negative energy into what should be a celebration of an amazing woman who was taken far too early from us. Did she burn bright? She really did. Let's go to our first call. I believe it's an old friend. It's 630. Is this you, Tyler?
2: This is Tyler Steele. How are you doing?
1: I'm, I'm getting there, buddy. We've got Tyler Westhouse, podcast guest extraordinaire, the, the grand moth of the Star Wars Podcast Alliance Facebook group.
2: What's on your mind, buddy? You know, I got a lot of thoughts right now, man. It's a it's a very very sad day. It's something that I prepared myself for a few days ago when we got the word of Carrie Fisher's so uh, obviously a heart attack on that flight. And after speaking to people in my family that I know are doctors and reading comments from actual medical professionals, I, I sort of braced myself and realized this might be the end. So when I saw the news break this morning, I, I thought I was fully prepared, but I wasn't. I, I was still, I, I'm still completely distraught about it. But, I mean, I imagine everybody is. I know you, I know you, for a fact, are a gigantic Carrie Fisher fan, just like every other Star Wars fan. So it's a really rough time right now, man.
1: Yeah, and I, I sort of think there's, I, I'm not going to say selfish, but like a self-indulgent part of it as well, where it's just like, like she's always been there. And now, do you know what I mean? It's just a constant. Carrie
2: Fisher. Well, Carrie Fisher Carrie has been a constant in my life because I mean, I'm the 20 year old millennial and the Phantom Menace came out three years after I was born and the prequels were already well, not the prequels, the original trilogy, excuse me, were already well established. And Carrie Fisher was already a household name. And, I I mean, I grew up knowing Princess Leia and Carrie Fisher. They were just staples of my life. And Carrie Fisher has been an inspiration to me for a large portion of my life, not just because of her work in Star Wars, but you touched on it on your intro. Her work for mental health, for people with bipolar disorder, with addictions. I'm somebody who struggled with bipolar disorder an extreme spouse of depression in my life. I've had periods where I was suicidal. I've had periods where I thought this is the end. I just can't deal with it. But Carrie Fisher was always a celebrity that I could look to and realize this is somebody who I admire and I've admired since I was a child. And uh, she's a champion for people with mental health issues. And I think that's something that a lot of people are touching on today when they're remembering her is that she wasn't just an actress, she wasn't just a comedian. She was a champion for the disenfranchised mentally who really need support, and to a lot of people, they're ignored. But Carrie Fisher never ignored them. And I'm always going to appreciate her for that, as well as for her work in Star Wars. But the mental health stuff, that's really number one for me and what I'm going to remember about her.
1: Yeah, and I, I've learned, you know, just through my podcasting over the years, We've done some work with Beyond Blue, which is a mental health uh, organization, fundraising organization in Australia. Just just by bringing that up on the podcast, how many people have reached out to me, like that it's sort of a, a relief that it's kind of out there and, and not this bizarre hidden taboo. And, you know, to have someone who is brave and honest enough and is famous as as Carrie Fisher to sort of bear all and, you know, do it in a very poignant and and often very hilarious manner, you know, that sort of good work, like it is untold lives. I guarantee untold lives have continued because of Carrie Fisher. If Carrie can get through with it, then, you know, maybe I can try too. I, yeah, much like yourself, Tyler, I, you know, we, we talked about this, uh, on the, the last call in show with, with Saf. So we were, you know, it didn't come out of the blue, but you know, I, I did really hold out hope for that moment at celebration when she would walk back out and, and we'd give her that standing ovation. So it's uh it sucks, it sucks. But um, we, you know, I try to just be inspired, and you know, it, it's I'm I'm not a big person for New Year's resolutions, and and it's just a calendar and stuff. But I am definitely going into the new year, you know, maybe to live more like Carrie, and be you know funnier and more open and and braver than maybe i previously had hey um tyler i'll I'll leave you on the line so your mic is on but we'll we'll get in someone else to see if they've got any thoughts to share and to give me a chance from not speaking as i gather myself (laughs) 405 you are on the line who are you and where may you be calling from
3: this is Aaron from Oklahoma City.
1: Hey, Aaron. How you doing, man? Uh, what have you got for us on this uh, emotional day?
3: Well, first of all, let me say, Steele, I love you, buddy. And it's really touching to, to hear you get this emotional about it. And I think that you're displaying, uh, you're displaying what we're all feeling right now. And uh, it's it's yeah it's tough, and uh, yeah I I different than than Tyler when I uh, heard the news I you know I, I looked into it as much as I could and then I kind of just blocked it out of my mind and didn't really think about it because I thought she's she's going to be back I mean she's she's you know she comes back that's what she does. Because you said a second ago, Steele, that uh, she was, you know, she's brave. And that's, I think that's a perfect, you said about yourself becoming braver. And I think that that's a perfect way, a word to describe Carrie Fisher is brave. Because I think that, yeah, of of course she can be admired for, she always said what she thought. I mean, no one was going to sway her in how she was going to be portrayed or anything like that. She, uh, I think that she, she probably lost friends in the industry because of it. She probably lost out on roles because of it, but it's who she was. And I think that that is absolutely admirable. And, uh, it's, uh, it's rough. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I think, uh, to say whatever she's thinking like that was such a treat during the force awakens. You know, I, I mentioned this on, on the South episode is there was one of those morning TV shows that she went on and just held court. Like it, it, it's, it's like, as you know, a, a comedian that, you know, has done television spots and, 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 and things on, TV, it is hard to be spontaneous on TV. It is a medium that constricts and you often see people that are, you know, that are on TV that maybe you don't think are as funny to when you actually see them live. It's just like, oh, what happens there? And she just did not give AF, keeping this clean today. And... (laughs) it was just it was like it was so cool to watch someone just and 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 that 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 morning show appearance was up there with the best on letterman it was it was just and and she was doing it herself she didn't have a, a comic genius to bounce off she was just like i'm up early and i'm going to have some fun <laughs> and
3: i yeah i think that that's just who she was i think that yeah. Yeah, that's just who she was. Was she? She, you know what? She's she realized she only had one life, and she was gonna have fun with it. Like, and I think she did, and I think she lived life to the fullest. Like, I I I don't think anyone could say about her that. I mean, we want we don't want her gone this soon, but she did so much, and so much of what she wanted to do, and I think that's important. So I don't think that she would have any regrets really.
1: And I am warmed and I can muster a grin with the thought that one of her last things was to announce to the world, I slept with Harrison Ford, mic drop, I'm out.
4: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, That's
1: that's pretty sick. I, 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 I would do anything to make those one of my final announcements in life.
3: I'm not sure how, how
1: Harrison will feel about that, but
3: well, I, I think you did a little bit of flirting with Harrison. Actually, I, I've seen the video. I think there was a little bit of flirting going on, and I, I, you know, I can't blame you.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I was also this morning brought back to literally one of the happiest days of my life was to see Mark Harrison and Carrie teamed up again live. At con for the Force Awakens panel and and just to see them like riff like pretty much recording their own comedy Star Wars podcast up there about the interesting love lives of the Star Wars characters it like wow if I I cherish that moment before today but it's just. Yeah, very, very thrilled. I, I I got to see that, and I remember my heart fluttering when Harrison leaned over to kiss Carrie. It was great. It was great. Aaron, uh, we have got a ton of calls. What, what is your favorite Carrie Fisher memory?
3: I, I have to go back to Princess Leia, because that's that's who she'll always be to me, because like many have posted today on Twitter and other mediums, she was my first crush, because, I mean, how could she not be? So, and I was thinking, I was trying to think earlier, and it's hard to narrow it down because I think of my favorite Princess Leia scene, and then I think of another one, and another one, and another one. But I have to say, I think my, I think my favorite Carrie Fisher performance. I, man, it's so hard. Uh, I, I think she's fantastic in Return of the Jedi. I think that that is, she is, her scenes with Wicket, not sucking up here still, but her scenes with Wicket are just fantastic. And there's just something so, <laughs> I don't know, so warming about her. It's 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 strange. But Princess Leia in A New Hope, to me, is who I think of because she's got a fast mouth. She, does, she doesn't take crap from anyone. Look at who she stands up to in that movie. Not only does she stand up to Han Solo, and Chewbacca, but she stands up to Darth Vader, and Grand Moff Tarkin, and, you know, the worst dudes in the galaxy. I imagine she would have, she would have maintained her, her stateliness in front of the Emperor. I, I just, I I don't know, I'm, I'm at a loss here, I just, it's going to be hard to, to watch A New Hope the next time I do, and, uh, I'll leave everyone with with, that.
1: Well, thanks so much, Aaron. I really appreciate your words. And I will just bounce you back onto the hold line so you can listen to the rest of the show. I've set the show to two hours, so we'll definitely be able to get through everyone's calls that is on hold. If you'd uh, like to call in please do. We would appreciate that. You can call in on 646-668-8360. If you're listening on Blog Talk, the number should be just above. If you're Skyping in from International, just add a plus one to that number and that will work just fine. Let's go to 714. Who are you and where might you be calling from? Hey, Steele. This is Patrick from Allen. Hey, Patrick Bonfresco. How you doing, my man? I've uh, been better. I've been better. True that. Well, I, I'm i not sure if you're up to talk about it or not, Patrick, but I know you recently met up with the dearly departed Carrie Fisher.
5: Yeah. Uh, she was doing a signing at uh, the Barnsley Noble here in... LA at the Grove for her new book and um, I went up at about six in the morning to get a place in line even though the signing was at 7 p.m. because I don't know I, looking back I think I even said to myself like who knows if I'll ever get this chance again and I'm I'm so glad that I did it because she was doing a signing when we were at New York Comic Con and I think we were sitting right next to the, the room but they had they had it all locked off so you couldn't see it and when we were walking out I realized it was her and I thought oh, I really should have done that I should have got the signature. I'll do it next time. So when the book signing came around, I spent the whole day down there to make sure I could get a good spot online. And, um, you know, they ushered us through pretty quickly. If I'd say, if anything, I got maybe five, ten seconds to talk to her. But, I mean, it was awesome. And just to watch watch her talk to everybody as they came through and just how funny she was. And, you know, I know she told Jared, she asked him if she could go see Rogue One with him. So she's had a
1: really great sense of humor about everything.
5: I'm just really happy I got to at
1: least meet her that one time. Yeah, I'm so psyched for you, man. I I, I thought about that this morning, and yeah, uh, I thought that was really cool. And I, you know, I've seen the the little clip of it, and it, it's really sweet. I'm I'm so happy that you had um, you know that super cool memory. I I, I shared on uh, the the call-in show with staff one of my memories with when my wife and I went to see her do her one-woman show, and so I won't I won't retell it now, but one part of it was her sprinkling this little party glitter on the front row of the, the seats of the, the audience, and Jackie was so stunned, we were in the front row, that she couldn't react to Carrie's prompt to cover her wine, so the glitter <laughs> wouldn't fall in it, and I... Jackie kept a bunch of the glitter and, and put it in uh, Postcards from the Edge, her novel. And I've opened it up today and I've got a few of the little glitter things here, a few little smiley balloons and a couple of champagne glasses that are smiling. And yeah, it's just a little cool little memory of how rad it was. Like As, as someone that grew up, on the other side of the planet. And I'm sure everyone felt like this so far away from star Wars to be able to just have these brief interactions is uh, it's pretty special, pretty special. Do you have a favorite Carrie Fisher moment, Patrick, or is uh, your 10 seconds of fishiness? Is that the number one? (laughs)
5: <laughs> that that's that's probably my new. You know, I got to tell you, when I, when I finally, when I was getting close to the line, I started shaking, and I've, you know, I've met celebrities before, and it never affected me that way. I, you know, hey that's hey, just because
1: we've met several it, times.
5: Exactly. Whoa. <laughs> but I haven't been watching sh- you on I'm my shaking my since head. I, was,
0: <laughs>
5: I think growing up, the, the 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 first one that that really stood out for me was. Seven years old watching Return of the Jedi for the first time in a theater when she was in disguise and took the helmet off. Because I was seven, I didn't see that coming. (laughs) You know, I thought, who's this bounty hunter that that captured Chewbacca and what's what's he going to do to Han Solo now? And when the helmet came off, I was just blown away. But probably later in my life, my favorite scene ever has got to be Return of the Jedi in the bunker when she reverses it on Han Solo and says, I know. And I always loved that moment. I think that other movies try to do that, where a character will have a catchphrase and they'll make them use it two or three times, and then someone else will use it on them at the end of the movie. But this was really special in that they knew that Star Wars fans were a little smarter than that, and they could do it in a different movie, and they we would remember where it came from. And it it always stood out to me as my favorite Carrie Fisher slash Princess Leia moment is is that line. So, and now you've got the rings to uh, remember that forever.
1: Yeah, well, for those that don't know, my wife and I have I have—I um, Love You in my wedding ring and, and Jacqueline has I Know on hers. And yeah, I'm very proud to have Carrie Fisher's line on my wedding ring today. And and also, when I think about it, there's, it's pretty symbolic because... Carrie Fisher's betrayal of, of Princess Leia kind of defined the the type of girl I would like look for to be a wife. Same because, here.
6: <laughs> Same here. You
1: know, like 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 funny and, and brave and challenging. John, mm-hmm. you know I mean, that's I, I I I very much love the 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 sort of argument scenes in the empire strikes back with with Han and Leia just you know beautifully scripted great improv and and just amazing performances so yeah i yeah. you know
5: i'm not i'm not married anymore but i once was and when i when i got married i insisted that i didn't want the little plastic Bride and groom on top of the cake. It had to be uh, a Han Solo and a Princess Leia. And I know I wasn't the first person to do that, and I certainly won't be the last. But you know, I had to work my one Star Wars reference into the wedding, and that was it.
1: Yeah, you definitely were not the last because we had the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> of, of, of the few uh, Star Wars references at our wedding, yeah, Jacqueline found uh, a really cool little cake topper for that. But, uh, Patrick, thanks so much for calling in and thanks so much for all your, your help with show notes and, um, and your friendship through the year. And no uh, next time we can chat,
6: one, one more, one more quick story.
1: Of course you can, buddy.
5: Today, uh, when I, when I heard the news, cause you know,
1: the last few days, I think we've
5: all been just kind of thinking, okay, you know, I'd get up every morning and check the news. Okay. Nothing, no news is good news. She'll be all right. And I got a text when I was, uh, I'm on the East Coast with family right now. I'm just kind of sitting on the couch doing nothing. And the text was kind of vague. It just said, oh, I'm so sorry to hear. And I was just like, oh, no. you know." Um, so I started reading on the news and seeing everything. And I thought, I don't want to deal with this right now. I'm going to go watch Rogue One. And there's a movie theater in walking distance. So I just got up and walked over. And One thing that was very cool is they, they had a lot of art from different movies up on the walls. And when I went into the theater that was showing Rogue One, as I walked down the hallway... In there, they had paintings of different Star Wars characters, and they had, and it it didn't look like they had put it up just for Rogue One. It looked like they instead they were showing Rogue One in the theater that was already Star Wars themed. So when you walk in, there's a there's a, there's a Darth Vader on the wall, and there's a Yoda, and the last one right before the door was was Princess Leia in the white, just like you would see at the end of Rogue One. And so, you know, that was that was my day today, and um, yeah, it I mean. I don't even know what to say about it but it was just kind of it was
1: it was just kind of perfect. Yeah. You don't have to know what to say about it Pat. I think the main thing and the thing with this show is just to come together as a group and, oh, and that, acknowledge say, this sucks.
5: I wanted to say thank you to you for putting this on because you know so so many of us only really know each other either through your show or through Facebook or and I'm out here visiting family right now, and I can tell you most of them have never even seen Star Wars, so they don't even, you know, they're kind of like, oh, yeah, I heard somebody died, was exactly what was said at dinner tonight. You know, they don't really know how much this stuff means to me and, 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 and friends of ours. So when I saw that you were hosting this uh, tonight, uh, I just really want to thank you.
1: Oh, my, it's, it's an honor and a pleasure, Pat. Next time we'll see each other, it'll be under far more jovial circumstances, and I look forward to that. Thanks Absolutely. so much for your call, Pat. All right. Okay, let's go to 801. Who are you, and where are you calling from?
7: Hey, what's going on, man? It's Parker from Utah.
1: Hey, Parker from Utah. I. Uh, it's It's sad that we're talking under these circumstances, but... So uh, what would you like to say?
7: I wasn't even necessarily wanting to say anything in particular. I was just thinking about some of my favorite Carrie Fisher memories. And you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier when you were talking to Tyler, uh, just about how, you know, she was this kind of, she. You, you talked about how you've got a lot of actors in the world, but the ones that become legendary for us are the ones that, extend their influence beyond just the films that they're in or the TV shows they're in the, the media that they help produce. And there was a quote from her and I'll, I'll just paraphrase it because I don't have it right in front of me, but she was kind of talking about her, her acting method. And she, she says she's not like a, she doesn't play characters. Like she doesn't dive into something that's outside of herself. She compared her acting method more to like archeology span and how she, she would just kind of dig into who she was like organically. And like the, the kind of person that she was and, and the experiences that she had would uh, motivate all of her, her acting performances. And, and I think ultimately that's the thing that resonated for fans the most, more than anything, that, that Princess Leia as a character wasn't some caricature of heroic woman she was like an embodiment of who Carrie Fisher really was and that authenticity was like like we picked up on that i mean I, I i was born when all of the original trilogy came out but it was what i was raised on and my mom she was the one that pointed out you know growing up that this is this is a woman who is authentic and that's what every person should aspire to be
1: that's very very astute. I'm. I'm going to be. I'm going to try that one. In uh, in 2017, I. Um, this is one thing, um, Patrick. I'm oh, sorry, Parker and Tyler, who's still on the line that I retweeted before that I, I just. I just adored. Uh, there was a Star Wars uh, official Star Wars account tweeted. So it's a new quiz for Mother's Day. Who would be your mum in a galaxy far, far away? And then there's a reply from at Carrie Fisher, at Star Wars, Natalie Portman. Which <laughs> I um I I, I don't know, I, I I love that the Force Awakens gave these actors you know, and I'm sure that well, I, you know, we know that these actors like for a while, were almost haunted by their success in Star Wars. That they were, you know, you know pigeonholed or you know wanted to be accepted as something else. And I, I'm so glad that The Force Awakens gave them a chance to sort of embrace the love and just how much good the the effect they've had on millions of lives and the sort of you know, soak that up and, and enjoy it and savor it and and, and, and see the, like the positive effect they've had on all our lives. You know, I, I, I really do hold that dear. Any other things you'd like to share with us, Parker?
7: Yeah, um, I, was, I was just thinking about kind of the contrast between, you know, the triad of Mark Hamill and Kerry and, and Harrison Ford. And, you know, Harrison Ford in his, in his uh, public persona was, you know, really serious. He, he kind of demonstrated that you can take life seriously. And Mark Hamill kind of uh, portrayed this idea that it's okay to be a geek. You can love the things that you love. You know, you can, you can like comic books and Star Wars and, and sci-fi, but you can also still be like successful and, and, and smart and, and loving and kind and all that kind of stuff. And Carrie taught us, that it was okay to be yourself, whatever that was. And I guess that's kind of like my, my parting thoughts.
1: I like it. I like it a lot. Thanks so much for your call, Parker. And, um, may that force be with you, buddy.
7: And you. Cheers.
1: How are you doing up there, Tyler? Are you driving at the moment?
2: Uh, I'm actually parked in a parking lot waiting to pick my sister up from seeing Rogue One. So I'm, uh, I'm all ears. I actually had a a, a Carrie Fisher memory that I wanted to swing by to see if you remember. It's more recent. Great. Love it. So this is probably one of my favorite Carrie Fisher memories. And I'm not directly involved, but it's something that really made me appreciate Carrie Fisher more. And it was from the Force Awakens press tour at the very end at the red carpet premiere for the Force Awakens. And I remember Andy Gutierrez and Anthony Carboni were interviewing Carrie Fisher and Oscar Isaac on the red carpet. And this is a story I've heard Anthony tell multiple times and a story I've heard my friend Scott Bromley who produced that live stream tell multiple times. And uh, they were interviewing Carrie and this is an official, like, Lucasfilm and Disney-sanctioned live stream. And Carrie is just going on and on and on. Carrie starts swearing and uh, Anthony Carboni makes the decision, I'm just going to give Carrie Fisher the microphone. And it gives Carrie the mic. And Carrie and Oscar just start interviewing each other. You can tell they're both slightly intoxicated. And Carrie's just like having the time of her life. You can see how much fun everybody's having. And you know everybody on the live stream is thinking, we're breaking some rules. We're going to get yelled at by somebody. But you can just see them realizing it's okay. We're seeing something amazing. And it was just (laughs) Carrie Fisher being Carrie Fisher, just not caring at all at the end of the day and there's a screenshot I still have in my phone of Anthony Carboni with his hands and like a prayer motion, just putting them up to his face. Just like, I can't believe I've done this, but I don't regret for a second. And <laughs> my favorite, my favorite Carrie Fisher moments, I don't really even think of from the films. I think it's from her just being her. Like my earliest, like distinct Carrie Fisher memory is, a—I uh, I think it was for the AFI, um, appreciation for george lucas where she came up and just basically roasted george lucas as a little kid who had only seen star wars and seen nothing else of her one i was shocked and just like carrie fisher wow oh she's a lot more vulgar than i remember and that like blew 10 year old tyler's mind and uh, i watched it this morning as well i'm gonna miss uh, i'm gonna miss seeing moments like that from her i'm also gonna miss her wild and crazy twitter and trying to decipher what she was saying in her tweets Because that was a fun game I would have as well. (laughs) I didn't know what she was saying. That Matt Portman tweet might have been the most coherent thing she ever tweeted.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she had a bizarre emoji code going on that was uh, a bit over my head. Uh, But as someone that has has faced many a drunk heckler uh, on shows, you never give up the microphone. Always cling to the microphone. Oh, no, no, no. I I
2: understand. Totally. I (laughs) I, I mean, I, I, I don't consider myself a comedian, but I've done comedy. I've done stand up, And there have been times where I've seen other comics just give a heckler too much attention or give somebody too much attention or give up the mic for a second. And they just totally lose control. But with Carrie Fisher, I think Anthony realized he's, uh, he's putting the hands in the, he's putting the mic in the hands of somebody who knows what to do with it and and she always did whenever she would have the uh, whenever she would have the spotlight
1: yeah and the, and the other golden rule is never give to the, the microphone to someone that's going to be funnier than you <laughs> and <laughs> that's a sure bet when you're handing a microphone uh to Carrie Fisher hey let's go to 314 who are you and where are you calling from
8: hey man it's Eric from St. Louis Missouri
1: Hey Eric, how you doing today, man?
8: Well, you know, doing better, but I'm doing all right.
1: Okay, what, uh, what Carrie Fisher memories or thoughts or feelings would you like to share with us today?
8: Well, you know, you said a lot at the beginning about how her portrayal of Princess Leia specifically, you know, shaped a lot of how you, what you would identify with in, you know, a girlfriend or, or you know, now wife and. Man, I I think that that really, really holds true for so many of us that are are at that age. And, you know, one thing that really sticks out to me with her portrayal of Princess Leia is that she played it off like she wasn't exceptional. You know, she owned it to the point where you just, this is how girls are. You have no doubt that this is, how it's supposed to be there's she she carried it like it wasn't the weight of the world on her shoulders she's like yep I'm a chick you're in trouble and it, that was what was so cool about it because i i don't think as a young kid i ever doubted that girls could do whatever boys could do you know i just i just accepted it as fact and and i think that's probably one of the most important parts of that that whole idea is that it should be considered normal, you know mm. yeah, um,
1: it should be, and i I think we're on the track to getting there, although some people would like to fight that. those people have to contend with the legacy of uh, <laughs>
8: that's right
1: of Miss Fisher. Um, Do you have a a favorite um, memory in particular of uh, Carrie, Eric?
8: I think probably one of my my favorite moments with her just comes down to one line where in A New Hope, where they've escaped the Death Star and you know, or they're getting ready to escape the Death Star and she sees the Millennium Falcon and here's these guys who have gone in there and risked everything and then ended up being taken over by her. And she she pokes on Han Solo about, you know, you must be braver than I thought coming in a turd bucket like that. You know, to, I mean, to me, that was just exquisitely badass. <laughs> you know, it's like she walked out of that prison cell swinging a cane. You know, look out, here I come. And that, that's pretty awesome, man. It... <laughs> yeah,
1: it's uh it, it's super sick. And, and the, the the thing with it, it wasn't... Like I didn't know what the education I was getting. I was just watching sweet lasers and and lightsabers <laughs> and stuff. Like I I had no idea that it was you know affecting the rest of my life in that way. That you know her betrayal.
8: Um, it, yeah. I'm glad that my daughter, you know, and my son have role models like that as far as the character goes, but. You know, there's definitely aspects of Carrie Fisher's personality that my four-year-old daughter's not not old enough to to get on board with. I hope, but um, you know, her struggles with mental illness—that's a huge deal, man. You know, Tyler mentioned it too. I've I've struggled with bipolar disorder. I don't talk about it a lot, but you know, um, not being afraid to address it and not being weirded out by you know psychological health has changed the quality of my life dramatically, you know, because it does, it leads to all the things that she, she had struggles with substance abuse, you know, all that stuff goes hand in hand with it. And to finally wake up and be like, you know, if, if you wouldn't tell a diabetic to, you don't need that insulin, you need to, you know, think more positively. And, and for her to be so vocal about it is just great i think people need that i mean it's not there shouldn't be this stigma
1: yeah and that's you know when when people use their their status to open up discussions about things like this like it's you know it does a world of good and and saves countless lives eric thanks so much for calling in uh my friend and thanks for all your help throughout the year getting uh things edited and, and clips out there
8: and stuff. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, man. Thanks for taking my call and thanks for doing this call tonight. You're, you're
1: awesome. Um, I'm just trying. Thanks so much, Eric. Really appreciate it.
8: Thanks, man. All right. Um.
1: right. Let's go to three, four, seven. Who are you? And where might you be calling from?
9: Hey, Steve, it's Emily in New York.
1: Hey, Emily, big, digital internet hug for you today Uh, what do you you. want to talk about
9: Um, I mean I I I know I I talked about her some with you last week but I I just sort (laughs) of I just I had to call in again and um, I think one of the things and it's been touched on here that was so great about Carrie is how unapologetic she was about who she was and like i've been re- I've been going through so many interviews and, and talk show clips today, but I mean somebody who faced so much criticism for her substance abuse and for like weight gain or getting or even as much as like getting older, like just the constant shit that was thrown at her and how much she was able to just Stay right back. Well, screw you guys. This is who I am. I'm a person, and that's that's so great, especially in in Hollywood where where women of her age are, are pushed aside and ignored so much.
1: In in, in real life as well.
9: Yes, definitely. She was so inspiring in that. In that, women are constantly told. You know they should they should be always be polite and always be gracious and always be ladylike, and she didn't chuck with any of that. <laughs> I'm starting to cry again.
1: I, I think we've all broken out one or two times during this podcast.
9: But also, like I was thinking, in, with with all the stuff with Florence Awakens, how great it was. All the time seeing her with with Daisy Ridley, like those those appearances together, and, and some of the interviews they did are just. I mean, we we talked about how how you love Ray because Ray is is like a Star Wars fan, but also mm. like it's like you see Daisy and she's a Carrie fan, and there's this great. I don't know connection that you see between them that I found really inspiring because it seemed like there was this passing of the torch in so many ways, and that she was inspiring Daisy the way she inspired so many so many women in I mean over the decades.
1: Yeah, when you saw Daisy with. Harry. it just seemed like Daisy could barely contain herself from the glow of Carrie Fisher. <laughs> like, it just seemed like it was like almost too much for her to be in her presence. It was just like, she just had so much power and inspiration and to give to Daisy. And yeah, I, I, I love that you know, how much of a fan she was of of Carrie and, 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 you know, I I think if you go through, you know, a few interviews with Carrie Fisher that she gave Daisy a lot of um, advice on how to handle what's about to happen. Yeah. And, and to be thrown in that scrutiny and have people like pull you this way and, and push you that way and how you do have to, um, sometimes grab that proverbial blaster and start shooting down some stormtroopers yourself. But, um, what, what's your favorite Carrie Fisher memory, Emily?
9: I, I have two, cause I want to do a Leia one and a Carrie one. And I mean, the fact, I mean, what, I mean, Leia is a princess who saved herself a lot. And I think that's great, but seeing force awakens, when she's a general now and 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 read reading this amazing culmination of that character that I think was really beautiful and I don't I don't think I'm ever going to be able to watch the reunion between Glay and Honigan without just completely losing it oh man But then, (laughs) I'm just thinking about it. But when I was going through some of her interviews, there's this great one she did a few years back when she was talking about about mental illness. And the question was if she had any advice for people with mental illness who are afraid about going after their dreams. And I have it in front of me because I'm just going to read it out because I can't do it justice otherwise. But it's
4: stay
5: afraid.
9: Stay afraid but do it anyway. What's important is the action. You don't have to wait to be confident, just do it and eventually the confidence will follow. And I I just find that so inspiring as somebody who has a lot of of depression and anxiety issues and knowing how much Carrie herself went through that it's not about not having fear, it's about facing those fears. And I just, I think that
1: was such a beautiful, perfect sentiment from her. Agreed. And thanks so much for uh, finding that quote for us, Emily. Um, oh, it's, yeah, it's, um, it, it, it's great that we've got someone so imperfect yet inspiring to, um, to miss. We are all far better to have um, the great Carrie Fisher in our lives. Um, Anything else you'd like to share, Emily?
9: No, no, I know you got a lot of callers. I'm interested to hear what other people have to say. And I'm going to start crying
1: again. Emily, um, thank you so much for um for calling in and, and being so open. I, I think a lot of people listening might think you're uh got a case of the Carrie Fishers yourself. So um oh, and thank
0: you. that we forgot.
1: And um, a finer compliment could not be paid on on this day. But um I, I look forward to talking to you next when it's uh, a far more jovial occasion. I, I want to... All right, Much love to you.
9: You too. Thank you.
1: It will be a welcome distraction to go back to um, worrying what colour a cartoon character's eyes are when they appear in a motion picture. Um <laughs> that sort of minutiae that gets us through the day. You guys, if you are listening live, we would love, absolutely love for you to call in with your Carrie Fisher thoughts, uh, favorite memories, uh, anything you'd like to um, discuss. Uh, If you are in America, the call-in number is 646 668 Eight three six zero. If you're on the live chat, that'll be at the top of the page. And if you're international, all you have to do is add a plus one to that number on Skype and you can get through. We've got another about an hour left of open line. I've opened it to the maximum amount possible at the moment. The the chat room, I I dare say I have not seen it that full uh, before, which is is telling. Um, And if you just want to listen in, uh, that is fine, but we'd we'd love for you to uh, contribute as well, if you're up for it, if you are up for it. And we're going to go to 828. Who are you and where are you calling from?
6: This is uh, Clark from North Carolina.
1: Clark, what would you like to share with us on uh, this sad day?
6: Well, I tell you one of the, one of the biggest things I'm realizing is that I wasn't enough of a Carrie Fisher fan before this, you know, um, she seems to have done.
1: None of us were, none of us were. (laughs) And that's what we're all realizing. Um,
6: you know, it's a, it's an odd feeling mourning someone you, you never knew. And yet Carrie Fisher became for me as for so many other Star Wars fans, such an icon and so full of life on screen that you feel like, you did know her, you know?
1: Yeah, well, she was so... You know, the character and, and her were so intertwined in our, you know, growing up wherever we first found Star Wars. Um, it, You know, Star Wars is one of my first memories in life. And I always get annoyed, Clark, when... And, and sadly, this has happened way too many times this year, Is is when... A you know a person of note, a a celebrity passes, is that sometimes the cynics amongst us and I um I am doing my best to lower my cynicism in uh, in recent years, but the cynics amongst us, you know, sort of, well, oh, why are you getting upset about that person? You never knew them, but. I, I think you know, with musicians and, and 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 writers and performers, is the great ones get to know you through their their performances and their art and their output. It, it relates to you in a way that it's like they know you. I, I know when
6: you're you're absolutely right, Steele. You're absolutely right.
1: And 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 that's the magic, you know, when I you know, would, would see her off the cuff, be funny. That was like she was doing it for me because I just, just wanted her to make me laugh. And, you know, as I said, as at the top of the show, we all mourn in different ways and I I think it's fine and, and healthy to, you know, shed some tears over someone that we, never knew in that one-on-one way but you know in through their work we we knew them and it 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 shaped you know how we thought and and how we lived and even how we loved
6: it's a shame that you know the outpouring of grief and appreciation and you know reverence for these stars always have to come after they pass away. And, you know, I just hope Carrie Fisher knew, and and I think she did, you know, Star Wars fans do a great job of making their voices heard just how fantastic and impressive and, and admirable she was. And, you know, as in so many aspects of my life, Star Wars, you know, offers solace and guidance and, I'm reminded of Yoda's line to Luke in the Empire Strikes Back. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter, you know? And uh, whatever your faith or conception of life and death and all that sort of thing, I I really, you know, Star Wars brings me back to that place. of Luminous beings are we. And Carrie Fisher absolutely was a luminous being.
1: Yeah. And uh, she's you know, the, the memory of Carrie Fisher is it's going to live forever. Um, yeah, which is a a pretty, pretty remarkable and, uh, and, and, and and pretty cool thing, but yeah, it's just the way of the world and, and human nature that we don't, you know, we, we appreciate things sometimes more when they're gone. Um, and I, I guess we—it's a lesson to look around and um, look at what we've got and who we've got, and appreciate that a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Get a bit bit more um, that that glass of blue milk, that half glass of blue milk. <laughs> See it as half full rather than half right. empty. Um, What what is one of your favorite um, Carrie Fisher memories, Clark?
6: Well, you know, I realize she's so much more than Princess Leia, but I I have to say it's, it's her whole arc throughout the Star Wars movies. I think, you know, just recently fans are starting to realize what a strong... I mean, we always knew Carrie Fisher and Princess Leia was a strong character, but... Uh, You've seen that meme go around of Princess Leia consoling Luke after Luke lost Ben Kenobi. And it says, you know, she lost her whole planet. And, man, Terry Fisher, Princess Leia, was just really put through so much that saga. And I think seeing her in Force Awakens so sure of herself, you know, she says to Han, we both went back to what we were best at. And what she's best at is, leading people in that good fight, you know, for, you know, the the good of the galaxy. And, and I think that's, that's my favorite Carrie Fisher moment, if you will, is how perfect she was at embodying that role, that arc.
1: Yeah. Very astute. I, uh... Thanks for that, Clark. I, um... Very... Nice words. Um, thanks so much for calling in, man. I uh, I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, hopefully next time we talk, uh, we'll be a little bit more upbeat, my friend.
6: I appreciate the audience, still. Thank you for all you do.
1: Cheers, man. It is a pleasure. Um, we've got uh, a bunch more time. We've got two more people on hold. So if you do... Want to call in now would be a great time. It is um, at a plus one at the top of the number if you are on Skype and you are not in America. But if you are in America, just type in 646 668 And we are going to go to 714. Who are you and where are you calling from? Hey, what's up?
10: It's what's up, Sal. What's up, Steel? It's
1: Sal. Hey, Sal. How you doing? How man? you
10: doing, man? I'm um, I'm okay.
1: I'm, I'm know, getting there. Please. I'm 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 yeah. I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling better having having done this. To be honest, I was We've, a little bit um, terrified at getting out my first couple of words, but um, yeah, everyone's uh, phone ins and, and thoughts and memories um good. thank you helps for me. doing this oh it's it's my you know, honor it's it's
10: it's a dark day for everybody you know but um you know it's good to be inspired by somebody like this and it's just sad that you know it takes sometimes it takes something like this to happen to, to pull everyone together
1: you know what i mean But that's that's how it happens, man. Um I I'm sure um you know you, you do costumed appearances all around uh you know, California and the LA area. Have you had much um interactions with Carrie Fisher over the years, Sal? Um,
10: no. The only no, nah, the only time that we ever, you know, quote met her was um We were lucky enough to be able to get into the Force Awakens premiere. Mm -hmm. And um, that was the one thing that my wife wanted, you know. My wife was like, well, maybe we can meet Carrie. Maybe I need a picture with Carrie Fisher. And I said, okay, well, we'll figure this out. And my wife had did the, uh, you know, we were in the costume bleachers and they were sort of like right in front of us. And I was trying to figure out a way to, like, sneak out to the side, you know. Like, I think I told you guys this story before. I don't know if I've ever talked about it on a podcast or anything. But, um, you know, so when she came down the line, I was like, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of kids up at the front, you know. So just get on the very end right after the last kid and don't go until she's, like, two kids ahead of you. That way, by the time she gets there, boom, it's perfect. And by the time the security guard tells you to get back, you already got your picture, you know. Yeah. So we timed it out perfectly. She ran down. She got a hug and a picture with Carrie. Security told us to go sit back down, and you know, I'm really, really glad I was able to help my wife get that happening. You know, because that was that was it. I didn't, I didn't do any of the celebration lines or anything like that. You know, so that's awesome. You know, we have, yeah, we have that. that that's
1: so good. As as as, as someone that. Has a, a young daughter um, who's a big Star Wars fan. Like, what, what, what does right. the, the, like, the character of Princess Leia sort of like mean to you as as a father? That's um, um, trying to bring up a, a young girl in a a pretty harsh world at times.
10: Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's 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 great. I mean, we didn't know what we had. You know what I mean? Like, we grew up in this time where once you're introduced to star Wars, that's, that's all there is. Like there's not, you know, there were other movies that were following tropes that weren't necessarily relevant anymore, but I didn't pay attention. You know, I wasn't following uh I'm trying to think of something else that was around in the <laughs> mid to early eighties that I would have been a fan of. I wasn't, I was watching star Wars and that was it. So to me, that's what, that's what, a, that's what the princess was. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't uh, into anything else or anything outdated so growing up that's what i thought it meant to be a strong you know like nowadays now we know better that oh she was the first in a line of strong fingers she was it was her and i don't know ellen ripley and samus aran you know but um i think she's one of the few people that has been her she's been a hero not only on screen but in real life as well you know she stands up and exactly. she talks honestly about her, her life and her experiences and is able to, um, you know, kind of help people in that way, I think. And I think that's, that's really, really cool. And bringing up a daughter in that world, like, of course, my daughter's all about, you know, Ahsoka Tano and Sabine Wren, but without Alea, there wouldn't be any of that. You know what I mean? Like, she's the beginning of what we now have for a strong, you know, sophisticated um,
1: legend. You know what I mean? Female legend. I know exactly what you mean. Um, I'm just going to go back up to Tyler, who's just been listening in uh, and has to get off the line. Tyler, um, is there any final thought you'd like to leave us with, my man?
2: Um, you know, there's nothing really that, strikes me in particular, as much as I've rambled, I'm still sort of at a loss for words. Um, The biggest thing that I can really encourage people to do is, there is is a place for mourning, and I don't want to tell anybody how to mourn, but celebrating Carrie Fisher's life, I really think, should be the highlight of what everybody's doing. I've been talking with people in the community, and I'll loop you in on this off-air, but we're planning on doing something to commemorate Carrie at star Wars celebration. So anybody going there, um, you might want to keep an eye on the social feeds for me, for steel, for that podcast Alliance group that I run. Um, We're going to be doing something to remember, Carrie come celebration so that we can be more jovial as you put it a few times steel. Um, Mm. I also encourage everybody to, uh, if, if you know people who struggle with mental health, problems or if you struggle with depression bipolar disorder any of that stuff um look up a lot of what Carrie Fisher has said about the topic uh she's really really been somebody who has helped me throughout my life and I only met her once briefly in passing but I was able to thank her for the uh the work she's done for people with mental health problems and um you know that's really it just a Realize that she's more than a character. If you're struggling to make that distinction, look into what a brilliant woman she was and, uh, just appreciate her while we had her and remember her. That's all I got still.
1: Well, that was a fair bit. Very well said, Tyler. And, uh, thanks so much for your contribution and yeah, it'll be, uh, it will be very special to um do something really cool at, at celebration orlando um when we're all together again, so thanks very much mate yeah
2: sure thing thanks for uh thanks for having me on buddy love you
1: my my pleasure love you too clear yeah. oh Sal, uh do you want to hang on the line for a couple of seconds and we'll take another call buddy
10: uh yeah yeah
1: definitely. Okay. Let's go to the last person that is on hold. So if you want to get in now is the perfect time. It is six one four. Who are you and where are you calling from? Hey
11: Steele, this is King Tom in Ohio. How are you doing?
1: King Tom, it is um it's good to hear your voice, man. Uh what would you like to share with us?
11: Hey, well first of all I wanna, you know, thank you like so many other people have said. Thank you for doing this. This is I mean, it. I don't know if it's what we need, but it, it feels like it helps. Um, it feels to me like just so much has been said. So many great things have been said. Ideas that could be taken from my mind already. I don't even know where to start. You know, I was, I was born in 77. Star Wars was one of the earliest influences on my life. Um, you ready? Because it was, you know, it was the first movie I'd ever seen. Um, and just Princess Leia Carrie Fisher, she was such a role model in so many ways. She was my first crush. She was the first woman outside of my immediate family that I looked up to. Um, And I don't think I realized until later in life how many other things there are, or there were around that time that didn't have that type of female character in it.
1: Yeah, um, and, I, I, you know, that, that's sort of the power of, of, of science fiction and, and, and fantasy is to, like, expose you to progressive things right. in a fantastic environment so you don't know what you're getting exposed to. Um, right. And, you know, as I mentioned before, the you know, all the lasers and the creatures... And then the evil guy with the laser sword um, distracted me while I was getting presented with a uh, empowered, um, you know, vision of, of 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 a woman. I was um yeah I was watching the droids while I was getting hoodwinked by George <laughs> Lucas's progressive agenda. Um, I was, yeah, and
11: I, we I didn't thank even him realize for it. that it was going on. Yeah, Mm. and I'm sure that any of the other actresses who were up for the role would have done a fine job with it, but there was something about Carrie that, as I got older, I began to see her in other things, see her interviews. There there was so much of her personality behind it.
1: Yeah, and also, you know, Carrie is, is pretty notorious for challenging George Lucas on his scripting. And, um, you know, I I think they all had a catchphrase as, you can type this beep, but you can't say this beep. Um, Yeah. So I I definitely... And when I was watching the the AFI tribute to George Lucas this morning, Carrie Fisher's um, amazing roast speech, I don't know, the way George looked at... I, I, I... I think that, that that Carrie pushed George Lucas a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she 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 fought for Princess Leia. Uh, yeah, which is
11: really cool. Do, do you have
1: a, a favorite um, Carrie Fisher or Princess Leia memory you'd like to share, Tom? Um,
11: I I kind of have two, if if you don't mind. One, um, I don't mind at all, my man. The, the, the 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 documentary that was on the blue, uh, DVD set that came out about 10 years ago and it ha- it's two, 2 hours long it was it empire of dreams i think and she there's yeah. a bunch of clips through her clips of her throughout that where she says you can say this bleep but you can't say it she says you know there's no underwear in space um, you know H- Harrison and Mark were in that too but there's something about she's not bitter but she's just very real about the whole situation, and I think, like, like you just said, Steele, how she was—you know—she could push back on George. You got that coming through, and you really got a sense of her personality there. And I, I love watching that documentary for a number of reasons, but her performance is definitely one of them.
1: Yeah, she uh, just. Just beyond cool. I, I I've seen a montage, uh, like a Photoshop edit of Carrie Fisher holding up the middle finger through the years, and it's about ten photos, and yeah. it it's just I don't know. It, it just it just filled me with joy that she just went through life just going "F you!" I'm Carrie Fisher. Right. This is what I'm doing. Yeah, This is
11: how I and, am. And I didn't realize that until I'd grown older in life. You know, that you you didn't see that part of Carrie Fisher when we were kids and you'd see, you know, cheesy little interviews they did back in early eighties T V news. Just just so much more came out. But my, my other memory um happened last Friday. Friday night I went to go see Rogue One for the fourth time I think. <laughs> And uh, this was after the, new, you know, the news about her heart attack hit in the mid-afternoon here. Um, so I went to go see the movie, and I, I think I mentioned when I was on the phone with you last week, my favorite scene in Rogue One is when Bale and Mon Mothma have that um, have that conversation. And Bale, you know, mm-hmm. Bale says, I would trust her with my life. And just when I saw that, I, I thought not only about Princess Leia, but about Carrie Fisher and that he was referring to her, but it also kind of carried through to the actress. And, you know, I have a daughter and my daughter is a big fan of princess Leia, and she's a little bit sad. And that, you know, wanting to feel that way about my daughter and trying to be that kind of father to raise someone who is strong and genuine and a good person and would do what, what's right. That just, that there meant a lot to me.
1: That's so cool. And, uh, we can all do with a little bit of Carrie Fisher, I think. Yeah. Um, be more us and <laughs> be proud of that. Right. Um, Tom, anything else that you want to get off your chest, man?
11: Ah, uh, that—that's. I think that's it. I think that's it for now. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, thanks for always being there, Steele.
1: Uh, thank you, Tom. Um, I really appreciate it and. Man, I've got to be honest with you guys. I'm here because I did not know what else to do. So I I thought we'd, we'd get on the line and chat about it together. And I guess my hope is at the end of this recording, we'll be better for it in, in sharing uh, some of our great memories. Um, here's something that I just... Came across my desk from, uh, this is from, we don't often read out Russell Crowe's tweets on the podcast that much, but this is a special occasion.
8: Uh,
1: The great Australian actor, Russell Crowe, uh, Rip Carey, in 2000, she grabbed my ass and said, you would have loved me when I was on Xanax. Funny, interesting, chaotic, soulful (laughs) friend. So, um, that's pretty cool. Uh, let's go to 323. Three. Uh, who are you and where are you calling from?
12: Hi, Stu, How's it going? Uh, I'm Ed- Joshua Cruz, one of the admins in the uh, Star Wars Alliance podcast group.
1: Hey, Josh. How are you doing, man?
12: I'm doing okay. You know, it's been kind of sad. I just saw Rogue One again today, so that ending kind of hit hard. Um, Yeah,
1: that is, um, I, you know, I don't want to get too into movie nerdery, but I, it, it, I don't know. There's, I'm just glad that rogue one came out when it did. And we, it would have put a very like a moral question. If it had come out after she'd passed, I, I, I it, that's they're the sort of creative decisions I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to wish yeah. on anyone. But what's yeah. on your mind, Josh?
10: Um,
12: well, I don't know. I'm just I kind of spent the day thinking about how cool that character was. You know, as a as a kid, especially you know I'm 30, so when I was a kid, a lot of cartoons and action figures are all about you know super buff dudes saving the day getting the girl and stuff. But, you know, watching Star Wars, you know, here's this girl who, whose planet just blew up, but, you know, she's still there fighting the good fight. And, uh you know, just, I don't know. It was always cool having that, seeing that, and sort of growing up with, like, that respect for women because of a character and, you know, Carrie's portrayal of
1: that, you know? yeah. It's um yeah, you know, I said before, it's amazing what you can learn when you don't know.
12: That was just kind of it, you know, it was just cool seeing that character go in the direction that she did. Sort of becoming a general and just, you know, always in the in a position of power. Um so and then even Carrie too as a person, you know, I was at celebration uh last year. And she was just, you know, hilarious and that was just I guess the thing about her, you know, she was able to just sort of brighten up a room with her sense of humor. So I guess those are things that are really going to be missed.
1: They really are. And it's... I don't know. It's a a huge compliment to, um, like, a comedian when another comedian comes on and all the other comedians gather at the back of the room. Cause you just never know what they're going to say yeah. and you don't want to miss it. And you know, a, a Carrie Fisher convention appearance or an interview was a lot like that. You were just like, she's going to kill it. And I've got to be there to see this. It's it's going to be awesome.
12: Definitely something um, special
1: to, to see in person, yeah? Yeah, totally. And and, and do you have a, a certain favorite moment that, that, that sticks with you, Josh?
12: Um, I guess just uh, kicking Han down the, the trash compartment and, you know, shooting back at Throne Troopers. It's always the, the image I'll have of her, like the tough princess, you know?
6: What
1: well, was it? Getting the... Getting the shoot, Flyboy. Flyboy, yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. But... Amazing. Uh, thanks so much, Josh. Uh, we really appreciate you calling in and um, may that force be with you, mate.
12: Same to you. Thank you.
1: All right. We've got um, 317 that just called in. So, who might you be and where are you calling from?
4: Sorry. Uh, My name's John. I'm from uh, Indiana.
1: Hey, John. Um, What's on your mind today?
4: Well, I mean, I'm sure the same as everyone else's. uh, Just how sad we are to see that Carrie passed. Uh, I was so hopeful after we heard on Friday that um, after she had the one heart attack and then all reports that were coming in was that she was stable. I was so shocked. I went to lunch today and in our break room, they have the news on, and they were showing that she had passed away, and I was
1: just... couldn't believe it. Nah, I actually had the... not the best way to find out, and and that was from a radio station uh, texting me to to talk about it, Um, which I, I don't like... You know, I, I don't begrudge them for it, but it was uh, a, a, not the. I, I don't know how is the best way to find out. I, I have no idea. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah,
4: that's really uh, true.
1: Do you have a, a fond um, Carrie Fisher memory that um, has been keeping you warm today?
4: Not really, because I I never did get to meet her, um, which I, I she did come to Indianapolis. Uh, to a Comic-Con, and I just I didn't make it up there that year. But uh, um, a good friend of mine, uh, their son, uh, got to have a picture taken with her, and they said that she spent um, a good amount of time with them and talking with them. Um, so, I mean, she just sounded like she was a really friendly person. Um, I just, I, today, um, so many people on my uh, team at work think I'm I, I used to be a really great uh Star Wars knowledgeable person. They're like but they're all like, you know, what is this gonna do for episode eight since she had the role she had in episode seven I was like I honestly don't know. Um so yeah I have no particular memory other than I do remember her in uh, uh the Austin Towers movie and I was I thought that was a a really great um, non-Star Wars role.
1: Mm. She was great. She was great in the Boys Brothers. Um, very kick-ass. Very, very cool. I did
4: notice that uh, another actor that she acted with, George Irving, also passed away today. Um, okay, she was I'm not... 15 years old and, she, and he was a Tony Award-winning actor and he started with her mother and I, I'm not sure of the movie, but, uh, she was 15 years old and was in the movie with him and he passed away today. I thought that was awful ironic.
1: Yeah, that is, it's going to be, um, wherever we go, it's, it's going to be a busy day up there today, sadly. Oh man. Um, John, thanks so much for calling in, my friend, and um, Mm -hmm. may that force be with you. The same with you.
4: You have a good day still.
1: Cheers, man. Thank you so much. Um, And then we have got what looks to be a call from Australia. Um, 0407, I believe, would be the Australian uh, cell number. Who are you and where are you calling from?
0: Hi. My name is Jacob, and I'm calling from Sydney. So,
1: hey Jacob, we're old friends, aren't we?
0: Yeah, I called once, but then I uh, kept missing the show because I had some some stuff on.
1: Well, what's on your mind today, buddy?
0: Well, since Carrie Fisher's died, and I heard the news, um, I just wondered um what they're gonna do for um episode nine and. All the movies because
1: she obviously can't be in them. Yeah, it's it's a weird one, man. You know they, they've already filmed episode eight and they've, yeah, the principal photography is got... wrapped. I, I I have I have no idea, man. It's um like we don't know what her the outcome of her character is in episode eight and. I guess there's a lot of hard questions. The, the creators have to work out where, where the story goes. But I, I think, you know, at at the moment it's, people are just sort of focused on sort of dealing with it. Um, Yeah. And it's, it's like as much as we, you know, love the movies and, and, and the character it's sort of just uh I don't know, it it it's it's just uh let's reflect on like how how cool she was. Did you have a favorite like Princess Leia or Carrie Fisher moment, Jacob?
0: Yeah, my, well my favorite one was um when I first saw her in the movie when she's being rescued from the Death Star. Like she's a bit confident and Older, trying
1: to being rescued. Yeah, she definitely um wasn't your like average person getting saved. She had a bit of attitude about her. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, as far as the movie's going forward, it's it's your your guess is as good as mine, but um it will yeah. add, you know, a, a touch of sadness to see her in episode eight, knowing what's happened, but it also gives the world, you know, a chance to, you know, celebrate, you know, her final performance and, and reflect on, on how inspiring and, and, and what she's done for Star Wars fans the world over. So, you know, it, it, it does, fill me with, you know, some joy that we'll, we'll get to, um, you know, celebrate her performance at, at the end of the year. And But it will have, um, it will be very bittersweet as well. Yeah,
0: it's they might create one, some sort of, yeah, back, they might create some sort of backstory in episode nine that was unseen and she was like, she disappears.
1: Yeah, there's, I'm sure, um, they will, I've I've all full faith that they will come up with something that, you know, fits in with the story and is also very respectful to, you know, her memory and the fans high regard for her. But, um, Yeah. yeah, it's a tough one, Jacob, but, uh, Thanks so much for calling in, my friend. And I hope next time you call, we can. it'll be under a far more happier circumstances. And uh, may that force be with you. So I thought to end the podcast, I would uh, go through a few of the Star Wars actors and um, behind-the-scenes people's uh, tweets and responses to this sad news. Uh, Gary Witter, one of the writers on Rogue One, uh, heartbroken, a brilliant and hilarious actress, writer, and storyteller. To all of us who grew up with her work, she's royalty. Um, Simon Pegg um, has just posted a, a broken heart. Emoji. <sighs> um, Gwendolyn Christie posts one of my favourite photos of Carrie in a hoth outfit, and we've lost our princess. Um, Dave Prowse. I'm extremely sad to learn of Carrie's passing. She was wonderful to work with condolences to her friends, family and fans around the world the great Billy D. Williams I'm deeply saddened at the news of Carrie's passing, she was a dear friend whom I greatly respected and admired the force is dark today (sighs) Anthony Daniels C3PO I thought I got what I wanted under the tree, I didn't In spite of so many thoughts and prayers from so many, I'm very, very sad. (sighs) Peter Maythu. Chewbacca. There are no words for this loss. Carrie was the brightest light in every room she entered. And I'll miss her dearly. (sighs) J.J. Abrams. You didn't need to meet Carrie Fisher to understand her power. She was just as brilliant and as beautiful and tough and wonderful, incisive and funny as you could imagine. What an unfair thing to lose her. How lucky to have been blessed with her at all. Ah, uh. Harrison Ford. Carrie was one of a kind. Brilliant, original, funny and emotionally fearless. She lived her life bravely. My thoughts are with her daughter, Billy, her mother, Debbie, her brother, Todd, and her many friends. We will all miss her. George Lucas. Carrie and I have been friends most of our adult lives. She was extremely smart, a talented actress, writer, and comedian with a very colourful personality that everyone loved. Ryan Johnson, director of episode eight. Carrie was an incredible person. I feel lucky to have got to know her and heartbroken. And we'll end with this one, you guys. Ah, oh, If I can get through it. Mark Hamill. It's never easy to lose such a vital, irreplaceable member of the family. But this is downright heartbreaking. Carrie was a one of a kind who belonged to us, whether she liked it or not. <laughs> she was our princess, damn it. And the actress who played her blurred into one gorgeous, fiercely independent, and ferociously funny take charge woman who took our collective breath away, determined and tough, but with a vulnerability that made you root for her and want her to succeed and be happy. She played such a crucial role in my professional and personal life. And both would have been far emptier without her. I am grateful for the laughter, the wisdom, the kindness. And even the bratty, self-indulgent crap my beloved space twin gave me through the years. Thanks, Carrie. I love you. Mark Hamill. Ah. Oh. Um, Carrie Fisher we can only hope to touch one person in our lives the way she has touched millions and I dare say you have I dare say you have and you should appreciate that and Strive to do it far more. There is a new year ahead. And after what has been a really tough 2016 for many of us, we could all live a little bit more like Carrie. To be brave, to be independent, to take charge, And to inspire those around you. That's what I'm going to try to do. So, thank you to everyone that called in. Thank you to everyone in the chat room. Um, And... Thank you, Carrie Fisher. May that force be with you.